today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. Some exciting news uh, that uh, I think is going to have a real impact on healthcare, and it's uh, actually being worked on in the Hamilton area. Uh, a college biotech company is working now to create a plant-based drug that can actually treat cancer patients post-chemotherapy. Anybody who's had a loved one, or maybe they themselves have gone through the uh, the treatment pro- protocol, I uh, know that there's some real challenges to this, and uh, this may actually be groundbreaking to try to uh, move that whole process along and make it a lot easier for people. Joining us to talk about this is uh, Dr. Tiffany Layton, who is a professor of biotechnology with Mohawk College and a researcher on the project. Uh, doctor, thank you so much for the time. It's a pleasure to have you on the program today. No problem. Thank you so much for having me. Let's talk about the genesis of this. So, uh, as I say, I, I I talk to people that have gone through this chemotherapy, and 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 it can be draining. Uh, there are some side effects that can really do some some problem or cause some harm rather to your body as you go through this process. Uh, what motivated and, and what was the the impetus to say, okay, let's let's look for something different? And and this is kind of outside the box thinking, isn't it? It is a little bit, yeah. So the um, the drug product that we work on is called GCSF, which stands for Granulocyte Colony Stimulating Factor. It's, m- it's a mouthful, as you can tell. That's why we call it GCSF. <laughs> um, and it is a product that's used when patients are undergoing chemotherapy. And what happens is when a cancer patient is undergoing chemotherapy, the the levels of their white blood cells drops dramatically. And the problem with this is we know that our white blood cells are required for our immune systems to function the way that they're supposed to. So if they if you have too little white blood cells, um, you can typically get infections from bacteria or viruses or funguses. And so this drug has been used to increase the number of white blood cells for those people after they have undergone um, chemotherapy. And it works very well. Uh, but currently, it's being produced in either bacterial cells or yeast cells. And it works, but when you're producing large batches of this drug, you need um, highly specialized uh, bioreactors, you need trained personnel to run them, and it can be very um difficult to kind of make that kind of levels. Now, plants, specifically tobacco in this case, is what we're using. And plants are are kind of an ideal bioreactor because we've just engineered one small gene into the plant genome. And as it grows, it produces this protein or this drug product for us. And the nice thing is plants only require carbon dioxide, which is all around us. They require water and they require sunlight. So even if you don't have a green thumb, uh, you might be able to still produce these uh, plants and make this drug product. Now, you know, the first question we're going to have here, uh, people are going to say, whoa, 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 doctor, tobacco? That's bad. Tobacco, bad. That's word association. You know, that's it's bad for us. It's cancer causing. Uh, But this uh, explain to us why this is advantageous in this particular uh, situation. Yeah, it's it's kind of poetic, I think, taking um, tobacco, which you're right, it has such a negative connotation, right? You say tobacco, people think cancer, no matter what, yeah. that's the first word association with it. Um, but by taking these these tobacco plants that are relatively easy to grow, um, they they grow lots of biomass, they're, they're easy, like I said, to grow in the lab or even at home, um, and producing something that we can use to help in the fight against cancer is is amazing. Like, I think it's a very beautiful story in itself. <laughs> Is it a relatively new discovery that, that this can actually be advantageous because of, as you say, the negative connotation for generations now? Yeah, and, and the kind of neat thing, um, so we've known that we can produce this drug from 
from plants before, like it, it has been shown. Um, we haven't shown it from tobacco plants, but there are lots of, um, you can imagine over the years, since the connotation has become very negative for tobacco, there's lots of companies that had specialized in growing and cultivating and producing tobacco, and they have uh, shut their doors on their operations. So we might be able to leverage some of those, um, those specialties that are out there in growing this to produce drugs to fight against cancer, as opposed to producing it which was something that used to create cancer. Well, yeah, it's it's kind of uh, an in, well a, a, an interesting twist to this whole thing. I mean, uh, it, that it, you know, in the long term, this could lead to a kind of a rejuvenation of that industry, because uh, I've, I've we've talked about a number of agricultural enterprises that have simply said, okay, we're not going to grow that stuff anymore uh, because it's bad and it's not you know it's not a good cash crop for us, so they've moved on, especially in southwestern Ontario down through Simcoe and Tilsonburg and places like that. But uh, it'd be interesting if that was an economic out, uh, outcome uh, that's happening here, if you get down the road. Where are you in the process right now, uh, Doctor, with the, the development of this and, and the usage of it right now? Yeah, so um, let me give you a little bit of background. So it's sure. it's through Mohawk College um, is, is one of the partners here, but the other partner is out in London, Ontario, and they're called Solar Grants Biotechnology, or SBG Inc., um, and their chief scientific officer, Dr. Igor Kolitin, is um, partnered with us, and he's growing the tobacco plants currently. Um, we're about halfway through this project, so it started in January, and it runs until the end of June. Um, we've grown the plants, and we're going to be doing the initial testing to make sure that the the leaves are producing the drug product that they that we think they should. We hope they will. <laughs> they should, <laughs> but you never know with science. Um, and what we're going to do after, once we test the expression, is uh, to purify this protein, um, this drug product, um, do a little bit of stability testing to see how can we keep it, because sometimes uh, proteins are notorious for, for not uh, being kept very well at either room temperature or 4 degrees or negative 20. And then the last step to this is actually comparing it to the commercial bot uh, GCSF, which is being produced normally in a bacterial uh, strain. Normally, it's a coli that's producing it. And we're going to be comparing our plant-produced GCSF compared to the bacterial-produced GCSF in uh, two different cell lines. So one of them is a mouse leukemia cell line, and the other is a human leukemia cell line. So these cell lines will have very low levels of white blood cells um, because of the nature of leukemia. And we're going to add in our plant-produced GCSF, the uh, basically store-bought, the bacterial-produced GCSF, and hopefully see the same level of white blood cell proliferation or white blood cell growth between the two of them. So we're about halfway through. Um, we're expecting to do the initial testing next week. And then after that, in about a month, hopefully we'll have some of these results. Uh, just to clarify, uh, the usage of this, and we hope this is going to be a huge success, uh, is this done through the chemotherapy or after chemotherapy? I mean, uh, is, is there a way to, to mitigate the, the loss of white blood cells during the process, or is this really just to, to, to help with the recovery after the process of chemotherapy? Yeah, from my understanding, I am not a medical doctor, but um, from knowing a little bit about this, this drug product, it's normally used after chemotherapy because... Um, by doing chemotherapy, you are trying to get rid of the cancerous cells and, and the drop in white blood cell with certain kinds of chemotherapy is to be expected. Um, so this is normally used after the fact within 24 or 48 hours after someone's received chemotherapy to try and increase the number of white blood cells they have. It's also used during stem cell transplants as well. So if somebody is um, going through a, a process where they no longer have 
their own bone marrow, which is where your blood, white blood cells are produced, you can use this to try and, again, increase those numbers. As you said, there's an industry uh, that's in, already in place right now. This is, a, 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 I think, a very fascinating variation on this right now. Uh, how do you break into the game? <laughs> uh, how do you get people to say, hey, this is a better idea. Let's, let's uh, you know, get, get Dr. Layton on the phone. I want to talk to her about this. Uh, you know, that's, that's a huge, huge barrier that, that, that everyone who's doing this now has had to overcome. Uh, it's the business side of it, really. And, and, you know, we've always talked in the past, and I'm sure you're well aware of the, the monetization of some brilliant ideas. Hamilton and London, especially these two markets, have been fabulous and brilliant in, with medical innovations over the years. Uh, but you got to get people to buy into it, literally. Yeah. Um, the one nice thing I will say about working with plants is that they do all the work, right? They're doing <laughs> they're doing the hard part, really. They're the ones growing. They're making their leaf biomass. They're producing these proteins and drug products for us. So overall, cost-wise, it's very low. Um, like They're a very cost-effective platform for manufacturing drug products because, like I said, they really just require carbon dioxide, sunlight, and water to grow. Um, so they are very cost effective. They're the greenest uh, in both figuratively and literally uh, bioreactors out there. So I'm I'm hoping, you know, doing things like this, raising awareness, showing people what what we can do with these tobacco plants will entice people and interest them into um, our project. And then hopefully we can just find um basically some space to grow more plants and, and do kind of the large scale testing of this. And, and afterwards it would be going into clinical trials, but that's much further down the line. Is, is the medical profession aware of, of where you are in this process and what you're doing? Um, I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I, I have a couple of friends that are in that field and whenever yeah. I tell them about this project, they, they think it's very interesting. Um, I don't think that they're always aware of where the drugs come from. They just know how to, how to kind of, uh, diagnose and use the drugs in the clinic. So I don't think I've surprised many of my friends telling them that we're using tobacco plants <laughs> to grow this. Uh, but I can't speak for the rest of the, the medical yeah, that, field. That'll get their attention, won't it? Tobacco. You use it. <laughs> Uh, as it did with me when I saw this uh, and when I was reading about this yesterday. Uh, it's it's fascinating. And I guess we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. If, if I recall protocol, even when you get to the point uh, where you and your partner say, okay, I think I think we're ready to go here. I think we got what we need. Uh, there have to be trials. There's a, there's a whole process that has to happen here for, before people start to pay attention to it, aren't there? Yeah, absolutely. Um, the nice thing is that because this drug has been used previously. It's been produced by other methods, but we know a lot about this drug product. Sometimes we can skip ahead in some of the clinical trial stages because some of the original characterization is done for this. But it is our job to show that our plant-produced GCSF works the exact same way as the bacterial or yeast-produced one out there. So yeah, there's there's lots of... Um, I'd love to say that we're very close to the end, but we're not. We're, we're just scratching the surface on this. You know, I, I was, one of the things that really jumped out at me here is, is and you just alluded to the fact, uh, this is being done at Mohawk College, uh, and a lot of people are going to say, they do that kind of work at Mohawk? This, this is going to be a surprise to a lot of people. Yeah, absolutely. So we're very lucky for this project that it's um, it's actually funded through CBARN, which is the Canadian uh, BioCleanTech Applied Research Network. And we also have some money coming in from the Government of Canada through FedDev Ontario for this. Um, you're right. A lot of people look at this kind of project and will say, I can't believe a college is is doing this. But it's really not outside of the the wheelhouse of what our students know. And that's where I'm, I'm very lucky. I work with some amazing students on this project. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Jessica and Liz Lizette. They're um, two students that are in our biotech 
program, either in the two-year diploma program or in the three-year advanced diploma. And I get to teach them in lecture and lab courses. And now I get to work with some of these students outside of you know, the classroom and be able to show them exactly where these techniques get used and how to apply them to a project um, that's so meaningful and, and it is powerful. And like you said, everybody knows somebody who's been affected by cancer. So um, I think it's a great way to showcase not only the college, Mohawk College as a whole, but also what our students, their abilities are and what they can give back to the biotech field. Um, I think it's a really, it's, it's a big honor for us to do that. Well, and for those of that have gone through the treatment, or as you say, known somebody who's gone through the treatment, uh, the treatment itself has its own challenges. And, and this sounds like it could be a, a huge, huge asset to, to the recovery uh, as in this process. And um, I, I wish you good luck with this. It's, it's fascinating. And uh, well, Mohawk is my alma mater, as our listeners know. So, I mean, every time I see something wonderful at Mohawk College, I figured, yeah, well, I'm not surprised. Uh, because some there's some great teaching great innovation is, is happening there. Uh, and biotech, first of all, is, is uh, something that's very, very important, and it's going to be part of our economic future uh, here in southern Ontario, as you well know, of course. Uh, mm-hmm. Governments are relying on that kind of research, and, and, you know, as you say, not just the research itself, but, but moving into the product side of things. So this is, this is exciting stuff and exciting news. It is, absolutely. And and many people ever go through their lives every day and don't really understand what biotechnology is or where it applies to their life. But I mean, just to give you some examples, if you enjoy a beer or wine after work, that was produced through the use of biotechnology for those yeast. Um, if you like, you know, other food products, cheese and yogurt, they're all microbial uh colonies that have used initially in it. Um, anything from even environmental like bioremediation, cleaning up waste products, those use microorganisms or the enzymes produced through them. And of course, like you said, the medical pharmaceutical industry, um, antibiotic production, gene therapy, uh, any kind of vaccination that you have, those are all biotech products. So you've encountered them multiple times probably in your day already. And, and people just don't realize that's what biotechnology is. Well, and it, it's it's in keeping with the move right now to, to plant-based in so many ways, not just the, the foods that we're using or in the ingesting, but also in this way. I mean, there are some people that just are not comfortable uh, with synthetic medications and, and, you know, side effects and things of this nature. So uh, I, I think it, it, it's a good step in the right direction. I think it's going to ease people's uh, uh, comfort levels with this if they understand exactly where this is coming from. Yeah, absolutely. As long as we can get past that stigma for the tobacco yeah. plants and we can kind of re-spin its infamous uh, <laughs> nature, then then yes, people, I think, will get by it very quickly. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, the old idea, hey, tobacco is good. No, 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 not that way. No, not, not that kind of tobacco. It, it, it'll take a little explaining, but that's going to be all a part of the process, too. Uh, again, yeah. doctor, good luck with this. Continued good luck with uh, the work that you and your students are doing and, and of course, your partners in London. Uh, and we'd like to see a lot more about this, I guess, going down the road as you as you go down this path. But thank you for spending some time with us today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It was it was a pleasure. Take care. Dr. Tiffany Layton, uh, professor of biotechnology with Mohawk College and a researcher on this project. Plant-based, good. Tobacco, that's, that's a bit of a surprise. But hey, it's working. And if it can help cancer patients through their process and through their treatment, that's a good thing. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.